Hello, Kyle here, your master of fate. I wanted to take a few minutes to go over some of the more crunchy tidbits of our show. The system that we utilize in the Facades of Gods is the Fate Accelerated system by Evil Hat Productions. We tweaked it a little bit to fit how we wanted to tell the story, but I'll get into that later. For now, let's start with the more straightforward rules and concepts of the system. In its most ideal form, Fate is a system where both the players and Fate Master work in equal parts to set the scene and determine the narrative that follows. The ultimate goal being that everyone has an equal hand in telling the story of the game. Players have certain tools they can utilize to accomplish this. The player's primary tool, as with most other games, is their character. A player's character has ideas and abilities which are inherently true about them called aspects. Aspects allow for a multitude of different things to happen, but at their core, they are the skills and experiences which the player can call on to help tip the scales in their favor. One aspect that sits above all others is known as the high aspect. This is a character's core idea, the main thing they are known for. For example, if Charlie Chaplin had a high aspect, it would be something akin to famous silent film comedian. The other aspects a player adds to their character are no less pivotal, simply secondary in nature to the high aspect. One of these aspects, however, is aptly named the trouble because that's usually the trait that gets them into the most trouble. It's usually something like more stubborn than a bull and twice as angry. This isn't all though. Character tools also include things known as approaches, stunts, and their stress box consequences section. When a player wishes to perform a task beyond the difficulty of, say, opening an unlocked door, picking up a glass of water, or walking across the room, they are asked to roll a set of dice to determine the success of the action. The scale of success ranges from negative two as a terrible outcome to plus eight as a legendary result. The players will roll four fate die, or fudge die, that are marked as follows. Two sides with negatives, two blank sides, and two positive sides. All these are added together to get your rolled total, i.e. two positive rolls, one blank, and one negative roll would come out to be plus one, which is an average success. However, this is where those approaches I mentioned earlier come into play. Approaches are descriptions of how you accomplish tasks. Everyone has the same six approaches. Careful, clever, flashy, forceful, quick, and sneaky. Each approach is rated with a bonus. Choose one at good, which is plus three. Two approaches at fair, which is plus two. Two average approaches with plus one. And one at mediocre, which receives no bonus. Approaches help describe how a character is doing something. So let's say our rando character, Phil, is trying to sneak into the pirate fortress, and he has plus two to sneaky. Using that average roll we got earlier, we can add Phil's plus two in sneaky to get a total outcome of plus three, or a good success. Bonuses can also come from aspects and stunts. 
Aspects, as I mentioned earlier, have a multitude of uses, but their most common allow for a player to add two to their roll or re-roll their dice at a cost, which we'll go into later. A stunt is a special trait that changes the way an approach works for your character. Generally, stunts give you a bonus, almost always plus two, to a certain approach when used with a particular action under very specific circumstances. What does all this mean though? Once you roll your dice, add your approach bonus and any bonuses from aspects or stunts. Compare the total to a target number, which is either a fixed difficulty or the result of the GM's roll for an NPC. Based on that comparison, your outcome is either you fail if your total is less than your opponent's total, it's a tie if your total is equal to your opponent's total, you succeed if your total is greater than your opponent's total, or you succeed with style if your total is at least three greater than your opponent's total. So, people are rolling, having a good time, getting all the bonuses, but what do you actually do with these rolls? In short, you can create an advantage, which allows you to create or discover a situational aspect or an aspect of someone else's. You can go for the tried and true attack option, which is pretty self-explanatory. You can defend, which is also fairly self-explanatory. Or you can overcome, which is what you can do to try to negate an opponent's advantage over you. I should inject here that players aren't always going to be rolling for things that happen in the facades of gods, as I prefer narrative over strict adherence to game mechanics. While we're on the topic of the show, though, this seems like a good place to begin what homebrewing I'm doing with Fate. The system is already incredibly versatile and allows for just about any setting you can think of, but I wanted to slow some things down a bit for the show, so here's how I did that. Normally, players begin with a certain number of fate points, which they must pay whenever they wish to use aspects or stunts. As they use them, opportunities arise for players to earn them back. Opportunities such as clearing stress from a conflict, being compelled by the GM or other players, or just doing really cool shit. The quickest way to earn a lot of fate points quickly is to concede a losing encounter. This not only allows an out for the characters, but gives them fate points they can use for revenge later. The system is very favorable to the underdog approach. When I have my players go through an encounter though, I don't always give them fate points for every stress taken on. I also try to compel them as seldom as possible, and am only consistent in utilizing a player's refresh, which allows them to gain back a small amount of fate points at the beginning of each session, typically three. For our final topic, Let's cover conflict and damage in encounters real quick. Conflicts are used to resolve situations where characters are trying to harm one another. It could be physical harm, like a sword fight, a wizard duel, a battle with laser blasters, or something to that effect. But it could also be mental harm, a shouting match, a tough interrogation, or a magical psychic assault. When you're hit by an attack, the severity of the hit is the difference between the attack roll and the defensive roll. We measure that in what we call shifts. For instance, if your opponent gets plus 5 on their attack and you get a plus 3 on your defense, the attack deals a 2-shift hit. 
then one of two things happen. You suffer stress and or consequences, but you stay in the fight, or you get taken out, which means you're out of action for a while. What is stress though? If you get hit and don't want to be taken out, you can choose to take stress. Stress represents you getting tired or annoyed, taking a superficial wound or some other condition that usually goes away quickly. Your character sheet has a stress track, a row of three boxes. When you take a hit and check a stress box, the box absorbs a number of shifts equal to its number. So one shift for box one, two shifts for box two, or three shifts for box three. You can only check one stress box for any single hit, but you can check a stress box and take one or more consequences at the same time. You can't check a stress box that already has a check mark in it, so use them wisely. Stress allows you a sort of ablative armor to what's going on. What happens beyond that is what are known as consequences. Consequences are new aspects that you take on to reflect being seriously hurt in some way. Your character sheet has three slots where you can write consequences. Each one is labeled with a number, two for mild consequence, four for moderate, or six for severe. This represents the number of shifts of the hit the consequence absorbs. You can mark off as many of these as you'd like to handle a single hit, but only if that slot was blank to start with. If you already have a moderate consequence written down, you can't take another one until you do something to make the first one go away. A major downside of consequences is that each consequence is a new aspect that your opponent can invoke against you. The more you take, the more vulnerable you are, and just like situational aspects, the character that creates it, in this case, the character that hit you, gets one free invocation on that consequence. They can choose to let one of their allies use the free invocation, if they so choose. I think that covers all the basics for now though. However, if y'all get really curious, drop us a line at the Fog Pod on Twitter, and check out our website at noshowradio.com. Both places you can contact us and learn more about what we do. Catch you later.